Hey. It's the Bojack Horse Friends. Alright, g'day, I am Ben Moore. Hello, I am Ashton Brown. And uh, we are the Ho Hojack Boss Friends. <laughs> the the <laughs> one now? <laughs> it's our second <laughs> episode, Ben, you can't fuck it up immediately. <laughs> <laughs> We're the Bojack Horse Friends. We we are the Bojack Horse Friends. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, and we are both big fans of Bojack Horseman, the Netflix television series. And so we decided to chat about it and kind of talk about how it relates to us as well. And so that's what we're doing. We've just set up all of our social media stuff. So uh, we'll mention it again at the end. But we're now on Facebook and Twitter and Reddit. And you can find us by searching Bojack Horse Friends or going to at B Horse Friends, one word. <laughs> B Horse Reddit. Friends, I love that. C- come and be our horse friends by going to at B Horse Friends. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, on Reddit, you can go to uh, reddit.com slash r slash Bojack Horse Friends. We are going to start uploading these very shortly, so I'm uh, pretty excited about that. And hopefully we'll be getting some really cool artwork. I don't know what it's going to look like yet, but yeah, that's exciting. N- no expenses spared here. We are we are coming from a, a budget of zero, and we are stretching that as far as possible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as you can probably tell by the quality of our recording, we're not the wealthiest of podcasters at this point. <laughs> so I'm I'm just on a on the oldie uh, blue Yeti mic. And I think you're still using your headset. At yeah, the I'm using my gaming headset, which is fine. But I promise, hopefully by the next podcast, I'm going to sound even clearer. So I thought we could start by revisiting some of the inaccuracies and a bit of follow-up to our last episode. Uh, if you remember, I briefly, we mentioned Jonathan Taylor Thomas as kind of an analogue to a 90s sitcom star to see if he was sad and alone. We could say he was like Bojack, but it turns out he's not sad and alone. He seems pretty happy. He's an aspiring director and seems to be just enjoying a quiet intellectual life. I mean, he's still an aspiring director, despite the leg up he had in his early <laughs> life. Maybe just um, be a guy who was in home improvement and <laughs> move on. I just literally read half an article, so there you go. Um, he used to be on the cover of Girlfriend magazine every second weekend. Apparently, he, he hated magazine shoots. Apparently, he really hated that aspect of his fame. Well, so. you really have done your... J- Welcome to the JTT <laughs> podcast. Um. <laughs> um, uh, and so another kind of thing we mentioned was I said Secretariat might be fictional. This probably gives away I'm not a huge horse racing fan. Uh, he was actually an American thoroughbred racehorse who, according to Wikipedia, in 1973 became the first Triple Crown winner in 25 years. Two more things. Uh, it was definitely twins that Mr. Peanut Butter adopted in his show. I said it might be three kids or two, uh, but it was definitely twins. And of course it was. They were Zoe and Zelda. Uh, oh, of course, which, become which is a coming pop-pop. up. Yeah. I also do want to mention that we made a couple of like jokes about drinking in the last episode. And although it's something that you know we both have struggled with, uh, we're both in much better places with our relationship with alcohol. Yeah, I think that's that's also important to say. We're not like huge drunkards all the time anymore. So <laughs> no, that's a a fair point, and that's another reason why we 
um, you know, can uh, relate to so much of what Bojack's going through at times and can reflect on it as something that perhaps we've struggled with in the past. Yeah, exactly. Okay, let's look at the, the next episode. Episode 2, Season 1, called Bojack Hates the Troops. Oh, such a good episode. I think you mentioned something about how it was, when you were rewatching it, it's one of the ones, one of the stories that sticks out in your mind Yeah, quite a lot, and I totally agree. If you were going to watch any episode without knowing what was happening. I think this would be a good one. Yes, that's a really good point. And, you know, I never... I never, I mean, this is maybe my fourth or fifth time going through uh, season one, Um, but I always... Uh, think that the episodes I remember are much further into the show but the show starts so strongly that episode two of season one is one of my most memorable episodes yeah and um if you look on imdb episode one of season one is the lowest rated episode of the entire show man that's a good that's a sign of a good show eh? yeah it is it is exactly right so bojack hates the troops my dad was a navy boy so he was in the navy for some years uh he was he was given a medal once for being on a ship that went through a minefield during the Gulf War. Wow. Is he a hero? Discuss. Oh, <laughs> well, you really dropped that, <laughs> that uh, landmine on me. <laughs> oh, hey. um, is he a hero? So what was, his, what was his medal for? Like, what was the sp- specific was like a, nature of his medal? Uh, it was something for, you know, bravery for being on a ship that went through a minefield. But what was the alternative? Uh, dereliction of duty. <laughs> <laughs> but, but if you're on the boat and then suddenly you're in a minefield, you, what are your options? No, they were they were like chosen to go through. Oh, a so they intentionally went through a minefield. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. As part of their mission. Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't realize that your dad was a navy man. Yeah, did you not? No. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, he's not anymore. He hasn't been for years, but. I think it's a really interesting push and pull of this episode that as we go through, as you can kind of see in the title, Bojack Hates the Troops. So, yeah, I just thought, <laughs> throw you in the deep end and see where we go Is from Is he here. a hero? Discuss. Um, <laughs> thanks, Ben. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, Let us know um, on our social media if you think my father is a hero. <laughs> and we will forward any messages directly to him. Um <laughs> I went to Boys Brigade, which is like a Christian version of the Scouts. Right. Um, right. And am I a hero? Discuss. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No. But I like, coming back to this episode, uh, aptly titled Bojack Hates the Troops, I like how even the nature of the name of the episode is almost uh, tabloidic. Tabloidic? Is that a word? Tabloidy. Tabloid-like. The two two things that this episode deals with really is the nature of the military Mm. and the people who are members of the military, and the other thing is the nature of the media. Oh, do you know, sorry, uh, I do have a link to um, army-related things just before we go into this episode, which is taking Mm. an hour. Um, (laughs) My mother's father, who we have no contact with, I think I've met the dude once in my life, recently got done for what is it when you false valor oh when you like claim that you did yeah something. oh so you know is he a hero discuss <laughs> <laughs> i mean i don't know the dude at all but i i got passed on through some family gossip oh, um, i with, love family gossip oh i know especially when it's some bastard of a man you've had nothing to do with for your whole life, and apparently that was sort of not surprising that he was caught doing that kind of thing. Really? So, yeah, man, 
we open on Bojack being in a bar and he is uh, drinking and uh, a younger woman at the bar sees him and she dials up her friends and she's like, you'll never guess who's here. Yeah, it's that Bojack Horseman from Horsing Around. He looks really sad. It's hilarious. Oh, that's my, oh, such a good line, eh? It's definitely him, but he's fatter. She says something yeah, along those yeah, lines. Yeah. And then he gets a quick call from his agent, Princess Caroline, telling her not to put things in his butt if he, she wants them back. <laughs> yeah, well, that's how he answers the phone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's annoyed at him for some good reason. And he was like, stop being so catty. You know, because... Because you're a cat. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, her response is to angrily swat a mouse hanging from a scratch post, which I thought was really funny. I love how whenever PC calls in this episode, it's her, her receptionist. Um, and yeah. she, she's like, Princess Caroline needs to talk to you. And he's like, okay. And then she put, hold please. And every time it plays the Jellicle song from Cats, <laughs> and it's the same bit. And every and you know, this is however many times I've been through the show. It's the first time I realized what that song was from. <laughs> Me too. I think it's just because Cats has been in the yeah, yeah. recently. Yeah, um, absolutely. But I love how it's almost like an inconvenience. The receptionist is almost put out calling him and being like, well, fine, I'll see if she's available. And it's like, you called me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then he has a go at the woman photographing him. And I'm, I'm going into a bit of detail because I love this scene. And he goes and he's like, you guys, I can't, you know, you think that you, just because you're pretty and, and skinny, you can get away with making people feel bad. Well, I hope you know you've ruined someone's night tonight. And then she goes, you think I'm pretty? <laughs> <laughs> and, then it, and then it cuts to them in bed together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It actually cuts to his car in the driveway, half parked over at the garden, clothes strewn on their way to the to the doorway. Yeah, yeah clearly drunk drove home. <laughs> it starts to become a bit of a motif where people who are self-destructive are also very literally destructive of other things in mm. their space. It's there's such a dis- such a link between how people treat objects in the show and how they treat themselves. Yeah, that's really interesting. The people who are most put together seem to have the nicest places that never get destroyed kind of thing. So, um, Can I just come back to that conversation, uh, come back to that beginning scene um, yeah. where Bojack yells at the girl, you know, just because you're pretty and blah, 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 blah. A line that really sticks out to me from that little rant he does at her is, you know, not understanding that you're a horrible person does not make you less of a horrible person. Which is... Which is him talking about himself. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> you know, so much <laughs> so of what he projects on other people is an absolute reflection on how he feels about himself. And all the things that he does, he absolutely despises another. people. And when he's yelling at those three girls, one of them's a chicken and she accidentally lays an egg because she gets <laughs> such a fright. <laughs> and then so Bojack gets upset that the woman is still there in the morning. Then he's more upset at the fact that she's eating one of his toaster strudels than anything else. <laughs> then we find out Diane is actually... He, well, he's like, hurry up, my ghostwriter's going to be here soon. And then Diane's already there, just kind of chilling. And it's a really interesting moment where uh, she reads out this email that he got from Bojack, where she said, oh, you said to be here at nine. He's like, that doesn't sound like me. And she goes, <laughs> yeah. well, here's the email. Hey, Diane, come over Tuesday at nine. That's something about having had a lot to drink. 
and, and some horse tranquilizers. <laughs> I only use horse tranquilizers at night to help me sleep a little bit, and then a lot during the day to get through the day. And then it just goes on this rambling rant, and it's our first insight into Bojack's thought process, like his stream of consciousness. Yeah, and it sort of just flows together as he unravels. I'm also I'm drunk and alone, so so alone. Please don't put that in my book, 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 book. <laughs> <laughs> and and that uh, that concept becomes one of the best episodes of this of the whole show yeah. later on and diane's really non-judgmental about having a, a stranger in his house mm. who he's then like kind of trying to kick out whose name he doesn't know his name he doesn't know pam so we're gonna learn a bit like diane's really non-judgmental which is a really positive thing about her but it also does mean that she's an enabler part of the reason that their relationship works is that she doesn't ever judge bojack i mean she does judge bojack but doesn't distance herself from him initially because of who he is yeah so diane's there and then uh and we see mr peanut butter is there for some reason which I, yeah i wrote uh, why is mr peanut butter here <laughs> which <laughs> so is pretty weird. much what bojack immediately says as well yeah. i sort of had the thought processes exactly the same time as bojack did as yeah. the camera sort of pans around the room we see you know <laughs> we see pam and then bojack's like uh my ghostwriter's coming we see the ghostwriter diane and then it pans and <laughs> mr peanut butter's in the fridge <laughs> <laughs> Um, and um, yeah, we learn that he's there because he wants to brag to his girlfriend Diane about his new celebrity reality TV show, uh, and it's called Peanut Butter and Jelly. And um, he says it's a pun, and Bojack's like, it's not a pun because there's no jelly. What are you talking about? And he goes, it's a working title. And Bojack says, yeah, well, it could be working harder. And that's wordplay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, last week you said you mentioned that you know this a lot of Mr. Peanut Butter you see in me. And I couldn't help but laugh at the fact that I don't think I've ever fully understood what a pun is 100%. Because <laughs> when he got told of, that's not a pun, I was like, isn't it? Because he is Mr. Oh, because what? <laughs> <laughs> it has to work two ways. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, I'm learning a lot as we go. Um, I really enjoy the, the thing about we learn we learn about Bojack here, which is that he doesn't have any time for half-assed art. It's like if you haven't thought through it all the way and you can't see that it doesn't work, but are forcing it anyway, he just gets so frustrated and so angry, mm. which I kind of feel as well. Because I think although the stuff that we do, like maybe this podcast, I don't know, we kind of take a bit of a rough and ready approach to what we do. Yeah. But we always work hard to make sure that things are how we want them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like if any undotted i's or uncrossed t's are intentional i get also equally frustrated when people work really hard and they kind of want to show it off throughout the show or throughout the thing and it's like you know what you don't if if you if you've done it really well we shouldn't know how hard you worked unless we have a really detailed knowledge about how things work the sweet spot of art is to make things seem effortless when you've really thought through every little thing. I, f I feel like that you definitely have some very specific examples in your head <laughs> that you probably won't share on a recording. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, we then see Todd on a date in a, a top half in a suit, uh, pantsless on the bottom, and he's being catfished. 
by a Japanese scammer. I, I, I love that moment where it shows Todd because he's Skyping or something similar and you see his top half and he's so well dressed and then you see he's actually on the couch in his undies. So then we go to, Bojack goes to the supermarket to get more toaster strudels because everyone's eating them all and the, the dogs are talking about chocolate and I was like, oh my god, I love chocolate but it could literally kill me. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Story of my life. Really clever but really silly. Yeah, yeah. And um, we soon meet our favourite, what do you call it, like additional voices actor. Oh, Patton again. Again. Hey, he's had three characters in one and a half episodes. <laughs> <laughs> and he's playing Neil McBeal, the Navy SEAL, who is a, a SEAL. And that's the first time we get that sort of um, long, rhymey sentencing, which becomes a staple of BoJack Horseman humour. And they... They really push that as it goes oh, on. Amy Sedaris, in particular, as Princess Caroline, gets yeah. gets a lot of them to do. Um, and it reminds me a bit of 30 Rock. Did you ever watch 30 Rock? I, I haven't yet, but oh, you've recommended so to me on many an occasion. Yeah, they have a lot of those silly kind of jokes, like those wordplay jokes. They have a show called The Rural Juror, The Rural Juror, uh, which they get a lot of distance from. And uh, we kind of immediately learn that uh, how contrarian Bojack can be and stubborn um, when he finds, picks up a random pack of muffins sitting amongst some tomatoes or apples and he kind of, the seal comes over and he's like, hey, those are my muffins. And he's like, well, no, they're not. Did, did you bring them with you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you bring them into the store with you? Which is yeah. such the kind of thing I could hear Ben saying to someone. <laughs> <laughs> Like just getting your back up because someone's made an assumption that they don't have a right to make or like made a claim that they don't have to and you know where you feel like you get your back up for the sake of it almost but but it's it's validated in your head you know totally yeah I I, I really do I really do try not to be like that <laughs> oh, sorry in the later later part of what I was saying I was talking more in generalities oh no <laughs> no but I mean but I definitely am like I definitely am especially if I think I'm in the right about something I will get very if I think somebody else is being a jerk there's like a switch and I just want to prove that I can be a way bigger jerk than they are whereas I'd probably <laughs> but I have the moral high ground I'd probably unnecessarily apologize and offer to buy the muffins for them <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he calls um, he calls uh, he calls Bojack a, a pseudo celebrity and Bojack says would you say that to Eric McCormack which I have no idea who that is it's Will from Will and Grace I googled it that's actually such a well-structured joke. <laughs> it? it was a joke that paid off later when I, when I went and Googled it, and I was like, ah, that's good. Uh, that's great. It's just paid off for me now. The show <laughs> never stops giving a... <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, so uh, the, the seal's ranting, and then he turns around and Bojack's gone, which... Um, <laughs> Yes, I love that joke. <laughs> Honestly, it's a joke that I will never, ever get tired of, no matter who's doing it. It, like, it reminds me of Batman the Animated Series. Oh, where... I was about to say, I mean, I watched Batman Begins last weekend for the first time in like eight years, and I was about to make that link as well, and I always find it funny when Batman ghosts people like that. <laughs> yeah, especially in the animated series, he does it to, to um, Inspector Gordon so much. Yeah, yeah. And uh, oh, it just never gets old. We got a great, a great Todd one-liner. I've never met a girl who was so curious about American bank routing numbers. This is the woman that's catfishing him, of course. <laughs> yeah. That's such a good line. Um, and, and Todd seems to have pulled back, uh, Aaron Paul, sorry, seems to have pulled back on the goofiness of Todd from episode one. So you and mentioned that. Um, and I 
didn't notice that, which is really interesting because I mean, if you noticed it, it's obviously there, but it didn't it didn't um, obviously take me out of it enough for me to be be like, oh, that's strange. I think maybe I allow subconsciously a leniency in the first couple of episodes when voice actors are trying to discover where their character voice sits. Yeah, and I don't think it's a bad thing. It's just I, I was listening intently to Todd's voice because. Um, because we, we talked, talked about, about it, uh, yeah. Um, and I just thought it was like an interesting interesting thing to note. There was a slight difference between episode one and episode two, which, I don't know, he seemed less goofy in his voice, which definitely comes back a little bit more, and he finds the balance, I think, between those two uh, as we go on. Mm. And we finally start the memoir, but Diane starts asking Bojack some questions and we get the first ever introduction to his mum and dad uh, uh yes and uh the sugarmans yes the sugarmans <laughs> um well no no not the, the, the horsemans oh yeah of course his mum was the heir to the sugarman family business yeah the fortune yeah. that's right yeah first time we see his mum and dad his dad is is saying that he wished his mum had had an abortion and then we pan down and we see like little bojack sitting there and he's dressed in a little sailor suit. And uh, then his mum says something like, oh, he says, can I have an omelette? And his mum says, oh, whatever you want. It's your birthday. <laughs> yeah, the build in the humour and the tragedy of that scene in terms of the writing and editing and stuff is so clever because you're like, oh, these parents are awful. And then you realise Bojack's there as a child. And you're like, wow, these parents are really awful. And then they <laughs> add in the final kicker that it's his birthday. Yeah. Um, and it's just it's such amazing writing. <laughs> You so much like you just learn so much about him and his life and his parents and that like five second snippet five ten second snippet and of course his family life becomes a huge plot point and um a lot of the best episodes the highest rated episodes mm. are coming from around that and the most tragic as well to be fair um yeah the most emotional and stuff and i love will arnett uh, doing the voice for the dad, which is sort yeah. of just like a slightly gruffer version of Bojack, but it's it's got enough nuance and sort of sort of difference to it that it it's so believable that that would be the dad without it just being a complete ripoff. Totally, I think you probably, well, maybe you would notice it was the same voice, but you you almost instantly forgive it because it just works so well. Yeah, it works really, really well. And the mum is voiced, and I can't remember her name, but she's off <laughs> She's off that 90s or 2000 show, Just uh, Mad About You, is it? Uh, she plays a character called Nina. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yes, yeah, yes, yeah. Yes. that's the mum. And she is she is an amazing voice actor in this series as it goes on. She's like, stunning. The, the character she has to play is so... Uh, such a mix of tragic and 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 abhorrent and uh, it's just Bojack's childhood is so complex and awful um, and it goes to some way to not justify the way he behaves but to explain where he gets a lot of those behaviors and attitudes and opinions and you know lack of self-esteem from and mental health problems oh absolutely um, yeah uh, so I'm, I'm just looking up what her name is, because I don't want to go and just be like, oh, that... that yeah, yeah, name? yeah. Wendy Malick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She plays Nina Van Horn in uh, Just Shoot Me. That's it. And that's the one that has, um, what's his name in it? David the, Spade. David Spade in it, yeah. Anyway, that's Bojack's mum. Uh, Wendy Malick doing a fantastic job, and just the writing really mm. ugh, blowing me away in that little scene. Then Bojack 
gets a he's supposed to be doing his his uh, memoir but he gets a call from princess caroline his ringtone is the theme from horsing around in a very like <laughs> 90s like late 90s early 2000s like a kind of midi track almost yeah yeah exactly we see uh seal on ms the seal the navy seal neil the seal on msnb c sea like the ocean hey um, and he <laughs> he comes on and he's like, Bojack Horseman refused to respect my dibs. Like it's oh, that's big. right. They're going on about the dibs, which <laughs> yeah. we didn't mention. Oh, basically, I mean, he's referring back to when Bojack in the store had the muffins and he was like, I had dibs on those muffins because I put them in the produce section. What was I supposed to take them to the bathroom with me? Yeah, yeah. So really <laughs> stupid concept. Not not stupid, bad, like silly, silly concept. Mm. And uh, the news anchor is, of course, fantastic, who becomes a recurring character. He's, He's a, a whale. whale. <laughs> um, and MSNBC. And he says, uh, he gets really mad. And he says, there's nothing funny about stealing a meal from Neil McBeal, the Navy SEAL. And then he goes, and water comes out of his blue <laughs> We we gotta we gotta move on because we're gonna run out of time if we don't. But Diane is like, don't call, don't do anything, just let it blow over. And Bojack immediately he's already on the phone. I love that he asks her advice, and then she's halfway through telling him something he doesn't want to hear, and it cuts to him, and he's already on the phone, and we hear him through the TV while she's talking to him. Which uh, again, like I can relate to that part as well because I can't let things go a lot sometimes. <laughs> I'll just like stew uh, and. There was a time where a, a tradie had come around to do something, work on this the block of units that I live in, and he was standing outside my back door, which was open, and he was talking on his phone super loud, and I was I was trying to work, um, and I it was just I just couldn't couldn't concentrate, so I kind of pop, pop, just popped out and I said, hey man, sorry, I'm just trying to work. Do you mind just you know maybe moving down because uh, it's really loud, and he was like. Ugh, like rolled his eyes and like stormed <laughs> off and I was like went back inside and I tried to work and I was just stewing and stewing about it and and I about 30 minutes later I, I got up and I went down to the other unit and I was like I was just wondering why you were so rude <laughs> did like, you yeah yeah oh my and, god i'm getting stressed out just hearing the scenario <laughs> i would have been like well he's got to make a living guess i'm not working today and he was like well you told me to move and i was just on a quick phone call and i was like well yeah but i was trying to work and, and he was like well i'm trying to work too and i was like all i asked you to do was just move down a bit i don't think it was unreasonable and he was like well, you blah, 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 and he started getting really irate. And I'm like, I didn't ask anything unreasonable. And I was remaining very calm on the outside. And he was like, <laughs> oh, fuck off, and like stormed off. And I was like, whoa, all right, fine. So I just did what any mature, self-respecting person would do. And I emailed the landlord telling him uh, about what happened. <laughs> so... Ben hates the troops. I'm a snitch boy. I'm a snitch. So, uh, and so we get into this big argument between Neil and Bojack about the nature of dibs. And and they start having this back and forth, and then Bojack takes over the conversation and completely loses it. And he's like, "Here's your story, the the story of my missing goddamn self respect." And he hangs yeah. up the phone, and then he's like, "How'd I come off to Diane?" <laughs> so again, and I think we touched on this in in the first podcast, is that he. He, he he has no idea how badly he's coming across sometimes. None, none at all. At all. His ability to 
especially early on, his self-reflection capacity is so bad, mm. but it's 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 hand in hand with this deep loathing of everything he does anyway. Yeah, at least I, I mean, at least I know when I'm being a dick. So. Um, yeah, oh, and you I, can reflect on it and be yeah. like, oh, I wish I'd done this differently. You know, that's what makes you an endearing and ever-evolving and growing <laughs> human being. Whereas Bojack takes a very long time to get to even a small ability to sort of be like, I was a dick. Because he was I never, acted badly. He's never been held accountable for his actions because he's a no. celebrity. Exactly. Um, and I, I do want to mention there's one line that Bojack says in that rant. And Neil says, I hid them in the produce aisle. And Bojack says, you call that hiding? How did you survive in Afghanistan? <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> so right. Brutal. I've got a, a point here just before we move on in the story. How do we feel about this notion that, and I, I think it applies particularly to, uh, you know, a more American climate than a New Zealand climate, but this notion that we have to immediately by default pay respect to people who serve time at war? I was, I was just about to get there, actually. Oh, um, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 it's, it's perfect, because he gets interrupted again by following up on the, the Neil Seal Dibs thing. He says the line, a lot of the troops are jerks. So I kind of... This is a really complicated thing to try and tackle in a dumb Bojack Horseman podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. But like, I think what they're saying there is fundamentally both true and untrue. Because what he's saying is that people are some people are jerks. Yeah. And you don't make them. They don't become less of a jerk by putting a gun in their hand. Yeah, ex- exactly. And 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 there's this whole notion that once uh, a. a person becomes a certain thing that then they're above criticism um or they're you know that you can't say that about them and it's like well you can yeah and, <laughs> and then you have to ask yourself at what point are they a hero and what and you know is there a spectrum of hero is someone more of a hero you know is the is the private on the front line is he more of a hero or is it the general who stands there and makes the decisions or is it the secretary of defense who sits in an office and you know in in Washington and makes decisions about when we're going to just go and invade other countries, or is it the person that is, um, you know, donating to a charity that goes and cleans up all the innocent people that have to suffer yeah. through all these wars? The people going out there and and demining regions. Yeah. And uh, are you still a, are you still a hero if you're an invading force? You know, if you're somebody who's going into another country and you're destabilizing the region, America, and, <laughs> you know, you're doing essentially, like, a lot of really... Fucked up. Fucked up, like, not good things in many ways. Like, yes, that you know, there is obviously... It's, it's more complicated than that, but at the end of the day, if... What about those pictures of those people in Afghanistan who were torturing Afghanis? And what about people who kill civilians? And, or what about somebody who... Uh, their gun goes off and they kill... You know, somebody they kill, they kill a friend. What about what about the 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 people who are guarding Guantanamo Bay? Keep in mind, all of this conversation has come out of episode two of a talking horse show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so the, the I mean, the, the central conflict of this show uh, it it becomes it kind of reveals a problem with patriotic nationalism. If you will, and we, you got to think that if there's no room for nuance and honesty in a national conversation, whether it's about the troops, whether it's about um, people in poverty, whether it's about drug users, drug dealers, if we can't recognize them as being human, both in their 
positives and in their negative aspects and uh, reconcile those things with each other to create a more whole view, then you're never going to have an actual conversation. It's just going to be yelling, mm. uh, which just so beautifully portrayed <laughs> in this episode. And, and, you know, more importantly than all of that... Can you put something in the supermarket on dibs? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I feel like let's let's not miss the true <laughs> issue that Bojack's raising here. Okay, if you put it in the produce section, you you're, you're taking that risk. I think if you just put it somewhere randomly, you're taking that risk that it might be gone by the time you get back. But I don't know if I can trust anything you say, Ben, because you've made it abundantly clear that you hate the troops. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, don't use the phone outside Ben's window or he will have you fired. <laughs> he wasn't fired. <laughs> but just to really briefly touch on the really good point you made is that th this is one of those few shows that can stimulate that kind of conversation. But if you just want to be watching an episode and laughing at animal puns, you're still getting that and you're never being preached at that this is something you need to go away and think about. But on a subconscious level, I think that it does give you that opportunity to have these conversations. And that's good writing. Usually you sit down to watch a show and you're like, this is going to make me think about how I treat the troops. Whereas yeah. you sit down to watch Bojack and you're getting all these other levels of, of you know, self-reflection and thought and, and discussion out of it. But at the end of the day, it's a horse... Uh, arguing with a Navy SEAL about muffins being mediated by a whale. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's keep going. We get another call. We get another call from PC, the Jellicle's whole music. Uh, and, <laughs> Which um, I laugh at again. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and uh, the, the media has titled this the, the Great Bojack Jerkoff. Uh, and we learn about Randy, who... It's going to be a kind of running joke as well. We get some um, Vox Pops, people on the street, talking about what they think, and somebody says, Bojack voices opinion, even though it was unpopular, and that's the most cowardly thing a person can do. <laughs> Which is very insightful and, and funny, but it's also the same kind of thing that's used by kind of free speech advocates. Yeah. I know you've got, kind of got a lot to say about free speech in comedy. What do you think about the idea that he should have been allowed to say it and we, sh we shouldn't be vilifying him because he's just a... a saying his opinion. See, I, I think you have to separate those two things because I think he should have been able to say whatever he wanted, but I don't think that we're not allowed to vilify him. Hmm. You know, well, maybe vilify is too strong a word because I don't think we should vilify people in general if we can avoid it. Um, but I've always firmly believed in comedy in particular, but in life, that it's a really important distinction to draw that freedom of speech doesn't mean freedom of consequences. And the second that the freedom of speech parades start going on about PC gone mad and, you know, you know, blah, 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 blah. Say what you want, but then as society, just as you have a right to say it, we have a right to call you out for it. Mm. And that's my whole thing, and it probably does sound contradictory to an extent, but I don't think it is. You shouldn't. You don't go to jail for saying that nonsense, but yeah. that doesn't mean that we're all going to sit by and be like, well, you have a right to say it, I'm going to be like, you're a fucking dick for saying that, <laughs> which is the whole point. It cuts both ways, you know, freedom of speech. Did I answer your question, or did I just talk about something completely different? No, no, yeah, <clears> you've <throat> answered my question. I mean, it's, it's another, like, we've gone from, you know, 
the troops to freedom of speech. But I just wanted to kind of get that in there because I think it's kind of relevant as well. And then it cuts to another person and it's that uh, Pam that Bojack had slept with at the beginning of the episode. And she says, after we made love, he covered himself in sheets like an Arab. You know, the thing Bojack does really well is tread that line so well because so many people might just hear the word Arab and be like, well, you can't make jokes about that. But that's not what the joke is. The joke is that dickheads hear the news say something like that and be like, oh, where's his birth certificate? You know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And there was like a, a, a bit of news about this big education bill that was about to be passed in Congress that would affect everybody. And then he goes, we don't have time for that. Bojack's car just left his house. Again, it's such a commentary on A, what humans are sadly actually more interested in than (laughs) tabloid media. Yeah. Um, And and in the car, of course, is Todd and Diane and Bojack hiding under a pile of laundry in the backseat. And uh, Todd's girlfriend calls him and dumps him because she was a scammer and he only has $80 in his account. And she's furious. Yeah. She's annoyed at him. And he said, <laughs> you said you were a rich American entrepreneur. And he said, I, I meant rich like because I have friends like George <laughs> Bailey, which is another great like Who's reference. George Bailey? So George Bailey is the main character in It's a Wonderful Life. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, um, really okay. deep cuts here. They decide to hide out at Mr. Peanut Butter's, which is a great idea because he's filming a reality TV show. Uh, And once they're there, we see, so now we've got Mr. Peanut Butter, Diane, Todd, Bojack, and Princess Caroline. They're all in the same room, all of our our main uh, characters at this point. There's this um, parallel between Mr. Peanut Butter's, like, insistence that his show's title is great. (laughs) Because it's a pun, Ben. (laughs) And Bojack's insistence that he was never in the wrong. These are both celebrities who are used to getting their own way. It's just that Mr. Peanut Butter is really likable, and usually what he wants is dumb anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, they decide to host a makeup session between uh, Bojack and Neil McBeal, the Navy SEAL, on Peanut Butter and Jelly, the reality show. And I like how it, it also has time here to make fun of how fake reality TV is because Bojack starts talking in the conversation and they're like, oh, hang on, uh, we can't hear you. And then he does it louder and they're like, well, that's way too loud. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then I think it's um, Peanut Butter goes, this is an authentic conversation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you guys can make me look smart, right? <laughs> yeah, you can make me look smart in the edit, right? <laughs> Uh, and then they say they got him some muffins, but they, uh, Bojack <laughs> ate all the muffins again. Uh, oh, you were saving those. And so uh, Todd's like, I'm going to help. I'll be, I'll, I'll go get some more muffins. Hooray! Um, but they were out of muffins. So he brings back a bag of stale hamburger buns from behind the In-N-Out. Um, Bojack and Neil have a very stilted, awkward conversation where uh, Neil basically, he, you know, wants an apology and Bojack says, well, you know, I've got these stale hamburger buns, which are a metaphor, where, <laughs> um, you know, it expresses the genuine regret at the way that veterans are treated, just thrown away like, like stale hamburger buns. And Neil's like, okay, I want an apology. And I want to you to say that I'm a hero, which really turned me even more against Neil because yeah. I don't want, I, maybe it's a Kiwi thing. It probably is a Kiwi thing, but the idea of somebody being like, tell me I'm a hero is so cringy to me. It just makes me feel sick. Isn't the whole idea of a hero like, it's like cool people don't say they're cool. Yeah. And and on a a small level, uh, something that kind of 
frustrates me about the human race is the fact that we're so much more likely to donate to a charity uh, if we get a little sticker that says that we've donated to a charity that we can stick on our on our on our shirt. I I, I refuse to take those stickers. I'll, if I'm giving money, I'm giving money. But and this is not because I'm I'm trying to be holier than thou or anything like that. But I just it it. it it rankles me that we need to be able to tell people that we did a good thing in order to do a good thing. Is sorry, can I, did you say rankles? Yes, is that is a that, thing? Is that a word? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I was going to let it go, and then I decided would Ben let it go if the roles were reversed? <laughs> no, I would not. But I like um, that. It 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 when when they put on a sticker after donating to charity, it rankles Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Look it up right now, because I'm sure it's a word. I really hope it's not. Um, yes, it rankles. Causes continuing annoyance or resentment. Okay. Hey, oh, it's, uh, okay. It derives from a word that means uh, to a, a wound or sore that is festering. So that's yeah. nice. Okay, well, this conversation's now rankling me. So, uh, but and I think that's that's the that's what gets me about this moment where Neil McBeal, the Navy Seal, is like, "Tell me, I'm a hero," and it's like he just wants he wants that sticker. Yeah, he really does. And then this launches Bojack. Yeah, and his final really nuanced, really clear argument in an yeah. ironic rant where he's like, "No, I don't think that the glorification of the troops is blah blah blah," and the, goes into this like the glorification of death and yeah, talking about how violence is never the answer from a nation that constantly starts wars yeah it's a beautiful beautiful bit and in the middle of that round somebody goes hey mr peanut butter's got a bucket stuck on his head (laughs) who gave him a bucket where did he get that bucket from (laughs) and the whole focus goes from this amazingly powerful poignant well-delivered thing that sums up every argument raised in the whole episode and all this political commentary and the whole cameras move and everyone's looking at Mr. Peanut Butter with Literally, the bucket on his head. The literal reality <laughs> TV show cameras move yeah. to focus on him. Yeah, yeah. And um, a, a, <laughs> just some woman in like a Misfits t-shirt comes over, takes the bucket <laughs> off his head and he says, oh, you're a real hero. <laughs> oh, what's your name? <laughs> uh, my name's whatever it is, but people call me Jelly. Uh, so, of course, for PB, it all works out. The peanut butter and jelly gag. That, and again, this just to Bojack's absolute disgust, everything flawlessly works out for Mr. Peanut Butter, while Bojack, even though he was making quite a well-thought-out and articulate point, is coming second to the love that is a dawned on Mr. Peanut Butter despite him literally getting his head stuck in a fucking bucket (laughs) Um, which to me you know has again just that moment has so much commentary on the things that in this modern age of news and YouTube and attention spans the things that we'd rather look at for two minutes uh, cats pushing cups off desks rather than an important rent from and i'm guilty of that oh 100 <laughs> percent. yeah i i mean uh, you know even in the even in the the pandemic i just got to the point where i was like i can't watch the i can't watch the um the prime minister's address anymore oh god no i'll read about it afterwards but yeah yeah i'll go to the spin-off and read their bullet points yeah yeah and uh and it's just because i can't d- mentally deal with it yeah um 
because uh, I, I have other things I want to do, like podcasts about BoJack Horseman. Uh, <laughs> so B, BoJack goes up to the roof, sees Diane up there, and they have a conversation about confirmation bias. And Diane says, well, look, you've, I'm giving you an opportunity to tell the truth. And he says, you're not going to make me look like an asshole, are you? And she says, I don't know. Are you an asshole? Which is such a good line. Um, and some of the, you know, some of those great rooftop lines um, are like that, where Bojack says something and Diane replies with something so beautifully insight- ins- uh, concise and insightful. The, the um, sitting on the roof trope is really nice too because it's very 90s sitcom-y almost totally. um the whole remember when a poo loses the quickie mart in the simpsons and he yeah. goes up on the roof you know it's such a thing that shows do and bojack again is doing it so knowingly yeah um i mean the show not the character is doing it so with such self-awareness of the trope but it also they use it in such a new and refreshing and interesting way Mm. that they're making an example of it and using it better than anyone else has before (laughs) i think it was was it 30 rock from the sun where they used to always go in third rock from the sun third 30 rock from 30 rock from the sun (laughs) starring john lithgow and alec baldwin Third Rock from the Sun, they used to always go out and sit on the roof. Was that right? I think so, yeah. They they all did, though, the whole f- alien family, didn't they? Yeah. You're right, it's a, very, it's, a, it's a very homage to 90s sitcoms. And then we get a Bojack finally telling the truth, and it ends on one of my favourite jokes in the entire show, which is, I built a... I built a tree house and while I was away at school, I came back and my dad had torn it down because instead of using good hardy Christian nails, I had used screws, which he called fancy Jew nails, which is <laughs> yes. just like, what? <laughs> like, yeah. That joke it makes very little to no sense to begin with. But Absolutely it's, no sense. It's also so uh, referential of some stoic religious person from the generation Bojack's father would have been in um, yeah. making these outrageous things. You know, that's not American. You know, that's... Yeah, what... exactly. It's, it's referential to exactly what we've been talking about, right? Like, yeah, 100%. You know, so that's the, end of, that's the end of episode two. Which is, again, I want to stress, one of my favourite episodes of the entire show. It's so good. It's so nuanced and so clever um, and gave us a lot to talk about, which is really cool. So, guys, I hope you've learned a little bit about guys you guys out there hey answer me um i hope you learned a little bit about uh bojack horseman about you know from our ran- rambling discussion of it a little bit about us uh, find us on twitter facebook reddit uh twitter in person, at, in person. Fo- follow us down the street yeah uh at twitter it's at b horse friends uh, the letter b horse friends one word uh facebook just look up bojack horse friends podcast and on reddit uh, r slash Bojack Horse Friends. And if you need to make a phone call, don't do it outside Ben's window. Please. <laughs> okay, I was justified, all right? Like, I was super hey, man, rude. You can't call dibs on muffins in the supermarket. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I regret telling you that. Okay, all right. I'll catch you later. Bye. Bye.